Culture Popped with Hunter Bishop. Arongo Productions Production. Hello and welcome to Culture Popped with Hunter Bishop. I am your guest host, Matt, along with my co-guest host, Jonah. Say hello, Jonah. Young Shemesh. Hello. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, Hunter, unfortunately, despite this being his podcast, could not be here this week um, because, well, uh, he heard some... Unfortunately, he got some terrible, terrible, tragic news this week that he would not be receiving a review code for Bug Snacks, and so he's dealing with it uh, pretty bad. He he's currently in a currently on a bender. Um, yeah, he really wanted yeah. to figure out whether it was a horror game or not. Yeah, he just it's you know he's <laughs> taking it taking it rough as we all would. Yeah. Um, not not being able to um, play Bug Snacks early, but um, you know what? There's absolutely nothing any of us can do about it. He's gone. He's on his bender. Um, he didn't really specify whether that was a drunken bender or if he was just actually legitimately on top of John Bender. <laughs> Listen, um, it, you know, when he goes on these benders, bender, maybe he bender went on, not, may, question him. Maybe he, he, maybe he went on a bender with John Bender and then ended up on Bender. Could be. Yeah. You what never... is Judd Nelson doing these days? <laughs> whenever, what, whenever he goes, you never know. You never know with him. Yeah. Anyway, um, as you all know, today is uh, the first day of no, it's the second day of no. What day is this? It's actually uh, it's Halloween today. Oh, it's the what? day before actual Halloween. It's the thirtieth okay. of October. Okay, but it's not the 30th of October for the listeners. It's the 2nd. It's November 2nd for you lovely, lovely listeners. It is November 2nd. No, it's, uh, it's yeah, maybe. Okay. Yeah, it's November 2nd. Is it? No, it's November 1st. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter. It's sometime in November before the next generation of consoles has released. Okay? That's, that's all that matters. Yep, yep. Yeah, okay. And, you know, it, it, it's big and exciting. It's new. Um... But before we all get excited about the big shiny new things, let's let's look back on the old dusty crappy things that we currently play on for the next couple of days. <laughs> um, because they weren't actually that crappy. Um, we will be spending the next three weeks, hopefully, um, hopefully, um, the next two weeks after this, will include Hunter in these festivities. But yep. would love to. Um, um, it is his podcast, after all. We we will be spending these next three weeks looking back on what will be known throughout history as the eighth generation of consoles. Why will it be known the, as the eighth generation of consoles? Because it came after the seventh generation, because that's how they've been talking about <laughs> these things for decades. Um, so, today we will be getting into our top ten favorite games of the generation. That's our top ten favorites. Doesn't necessarily mean they're the best. Doesn't necessarily mean they were the best reviewed. Doesn't necessarily mean they're the best anything. Just means we liked them the best. And then next week, we will be talking about um, our least favorite games. Mm. Those are the games that, that we did not like. The, that, out, of a, out of all of the games we've played this gen, next week will be the ten that we hated the most. Again, just just us personally. That doesn't mean they're bad. D- does 
I know there's some on my list that got rave reviews. Well, one of them at least. I'm not going to tell you same, what it is. Same here. Same. Trust me, same here. Yeah, um, but we just didn't like them. Um, doesn't mean that you have to hate them as well. Um, and then finally, for the third week, which will actually happen after the ninth gen has started, we will look back at the ten games that defined the eighth generation. These are the best of the best. These will be the ten games that when historians look back upon this time, will say, those are the games. Those are the games that people should still be playing in 3255 from the eighth gen. And I just want to, I want to make it clear that these are two different lists because it would be way, in the third week, we're going to have a definitive list of me and Matt's combined top 10, like, what is it? Top 10 best games or top 10 generation defining games. Yeah, that's generation the, defining games. That's the third week. So we're going to come together uh, yeah. and, and make that. But as first two weeks, it's going to be mine and Matt, separate lists, top 10 yeah. favorite games, top 10 least favorite games, or most disappointing. Yeah. I'm glad you told me about this because I thought our top 10 generation defining was still going to be separate lists. So I, I, spent, think... a lot of wor- I spent a lot of work for nothing. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Um, I thought that we can do it both ways because I, I feel like um, – well. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you my list, and then if you disagree, well, no, I I don't think we can do one singular list because you haven't played any PlayStation exclusives. Well, I some I'm, of which are on that list. Well, I'm just saying I can't because my shit's just going to be similar. Because if we don't do it together, it would just be the same. Listen, we'll talk off camera, okay? Um, but that's, we're not even on camera. Off, you know, podcast. This it's this is a behind the scenes thing. It doesn't need to happen on okay. here. Okay, well, um, thanks for tuning in this week. The podcast's over, so we have some businesses. <laughs> no, okay. Forget about this nonsense, because this is a big episode, huge list. This is this is the greatest top ten list you'll ever hear, okay? It's the best list we ha- with the best list. We have best list, huge. Anyway, um, there's also a lot of news that happened this week. So let's get um, into that first. Let's, let's... Yes, let's get into... Um, editor, please hit the music. Oh, wait, that's me. Hot takes with extra syrup. This is where we give you our hot takes on the latest pop culture news with extra syrup because we are Canadian. So we got to smother it with maple syrup, all those hot, saucy takes. Um, yeah. What, I mean, how hot the takes are is completely up to you, but we're calling it hot takes because it's a better name than... Slightly mild takes. <laughs> anyway. Okay, takes. Um, yeah, they're takes. That's all they are. They're takes. Sometimes they're not even takes. They're just us reporting on things and saying, okay, that's it. Moving on. <laughs> anyway, uh, first up, first up, big news. I'm sure you've all heard about this. This is, this is huge. Cyberpunk has been delayed to December 10th. Um, that's all we're going to say about that because I don't want to go on a rant. Um, and I'm sure yeah. you don't want to either. I mean, you know what? If Let them take as much time as they need to make the best game possible, but I mean, I don't know. Listen, uh, if you follow whatever. me on uh, Twitter, at Jonah is gracious, uh, you will have seen me tweet out that better, like I'd rather have a rush, uh, a, a finish game than a rush game. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, at this point, I'm, I'm honestly considering just not buying it until the next-gen version comes out. Because oh, I feel like... The, 
no, there's going to be a next-gen version that if you buy the current-gen version, you get the free upgrade. But at this point, I'm just thinking, wait, might as well just wait. Can't it's the next-gen version? So this version coming out is only on like the Xbox One and PS4, is you say? Yeah, you can play them on the Series X and the PS5 through backwards compatibility. Mm. But it's not a next-gen version. It's made for these consoles, right? They're still like they're still also working on the next-gen version. The current consoles is what's giving them trouble. That's why they delayed it. God um, knows how long uh, the next-gen version is going to take. Let's move on. Appar- from that appa- because... Apparently, that one's coming along much better than the current-gen version. So oh. I'm thinking at this point, I might just uh, I'll just wait until that version comes out and play it, as opposed to oh, yeah, I'll, I'll play this version on my next-gen console. And sure, loading times will be better, but I don't know. Am I really gonna start over once I get the next-gen version? I might as well just get the next. Anyway, now next piece of news. Um, this might interest you. Um, or it won't. Uh, <laughs> I I don't know. That's you. how news works usually. <laughs> yeah. Um, Oscar Isaac is going to play Moon Knight in the MCU on Disney Plus in a television show based on Moon Knight, the is, character. Is Moon Knight like Batman, basically? Kind of. I don't if, know if a was, lot about Moon Knight, it, but I like Oscar Moon Isaac. Knight, yeah, Moon Knight is Batman if he was Egyptian and had multiple personalities. Okay. You know, Oscar Isaac's, I, I like, I'm, you just, there's either... There's two things that MCU does. They either like blow up someone's career into the stratosphere, or they take these giant stars already that are established and bring star power into their movies. And uh, Oscar Isaac's one of those stars that I think could boost up something like Moon Knight that not a lot of people are aware of. And I think it's a good cast because uh, he's a great yeah. actor. Yeah, he is. Um, okay, next piece of news. This isn't really news. It's just something I find I, I, I found interesting. <laughs> um, or maybe it's news. I don't know. It's something. Or it wouldn't be in this show. Anyway, so um, there's a series of fighting games called Guilty Gear. I, this is not important, but it's just context, okay? So the day that Cyberpunk was delayed... Now, you know how they delayed it. You know, they put out that, that announcement on Twitter, the text on the, you know... The yellow background. So the day this happened, the developers of Guilty Gear put out a meme on their Twitter account, which was text on a yellow background, much like Cyberpunk's delay announcement, that read, Today we have decided to put the Guilty Gear logo on a yellow background. I think this is hilarious. But apparently people were offended, so the next day they deleted the tweet and and tweeted an apology. It is a bit like taking a shot at it. It's like punching above your weight. You just it, it to some. I think it's funny. To some, it might be funny, but um, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. But it is it is like punching above your weight, where it's like, listen, Cyberpunk is already a beloved game. Um, people haven't even fucking had a sniff of it yet. Um, and but it looks great. Uh, part of the reason why I'm having like I. The, one of the reasons I don't like Witcher, in in a way, is is horse travel, which is completely irrelevant to what I actually feel about it. But that's I'm just... sorry. Did you just insult Roach? Because <laughs> it sounds like you insulted Roach. No, no, horse travel. It's uh... well, Roach. Yeah, horse travel. So you inf- insulted Roach. No, I'm just saying that I'm excited for uh, you know fast cars and. 
and stuff in uh, Night City, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 but this is not offensive. It does not need to be deleted, and it doesn't require an apology. <laughs> this no, is no. just a fun, this is hilarious, th- that's just hilarious comedy. Any publicity is good publicity, that's my, uh, that's, I think that's, it's good. Not if you're Stormfront. <laughs> Listen, you don't have to go there. Uh, I'm just saying, there is such thing as legitimately bad publicity. Anyway, here's some good publicity if you're uh, um, one Matt Stone and or Trey Parker, because um, they, and if you don't know who they are, shame on you, they're the creators of South Park. (laughs) Really? They, yes, they have teamed up with um, British comedian Peter Serafinowicz, who you may recognize from Shaun of the Dead or Guardians of the Galaxy or a bunch of other appearances and things, to create a new show on YouTube called Sassy Justice, <laughs> which is completely comprised of deep fakes. Um, it follows Cheyenne, Wyoming, Channel 9 news reporter Fred Sassy, who is a deep fake of Donald Trump on a sassy body with a gray wig. And the first episode features deep fake interviews with Fred Sassy, with the likes of Al Gore, Ivanka Trump, Jared Kushner, and Michael Caine. Um, and it also features an excellent deep fake of Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> oh, excellent. Um, everybody go watch this. Yeah, please. It is very this is- funny. This is incredible. It's stuff. genius. I don't know. I, like this actually scares me because God knows with if bad people did this, like God knows, and I'm sure there is. Well, no. There, it, but... If bad if bad people did this, you could tell because all you have to do is watch with your ears. That's true, but still. L- listen to Michael Caine and watch with your ears. <laughs> I mean, Michael Caine actually sounded so much like Michael Caine. Um, I'd have trouble. I know. I know, uh, I know. Um, for I, a lot of people in the comments were like, "I'm, we're like, positive that they just deep faked Michael Caine on top of Michael Caine." <laughs> yeah, I don't fucking. But, but no, no. Peter Serafinowicz, if if you look it up, he does an excellent. Like he does a spot on Michael Caine impression. That's all him. Okay, I was just wondering because, uh, like the Donald Trump one, uh, when they showed like a deep fake of Donald Trump, like that was an okay Donald Trump impression, but it you could tell. Whereas the Michael Caine couldn't fucking tell. Yeah. Um, the Tom Cruise deep fake, though, like that, that could have been real. That could have been. I, uh. Um... That could have been real. Um, I think, I think Trump looks better as a sassy reporter than he does as I a president. Think, I think he should just let his hair grow like curly or something. And curly gray. and gray. Yeah. <laughs> and start, start wearing shiny silk suits and ascots. <laughs> okay. Go watch that sassy justice. Um, yeah. um, great. And yeah. Just watch it. You can watch the whole thing, or they, they post little clips as well if you just want to watch. If Double the profit. Like, segments or whatever. <laughs> that that Jared Kushner interview killed me. I didn't. I I was like, why does it look? Why does he look so weird on the thumbnail? Um, but that killed me. That was amazing. <laughs> um. Anyway. Um. Some some sad news. Far Cry Six and Rainbow Six Quarantine have both been delayed until um, sometime after April 1st, 2021. There's no definitive date. It's just after that. Rainbow Six Quarantine? Yeah, it's like a spinoff of Rainbow Six Siege, but it's like, I don't know, zombies or some shit. I don't care about that. I'm upset about Far Cry. I, I want to meet too. some Gin- Giancarlo Esposito. Um, I am too, but like now, there's just, like, because I, 
thing you'll notice about my list is that I didn't play as much games as Matt because I couldn't afford as much games as Matt. Um, but in this gen, I will be able to afford more games, which means I'll be able to play more games, which I'm happy about. And uh, that means that maybe it's a good thing that it's been delayed because uh, more time for other games that are coming out. Because there's a lot of games that are coming out. Wanna... Yeah, but Far Cry 6 is going to come out in February. I'm not sure how much stuff is actually coming out then, though. Okay, yeah, you're right. I'm just... I Who know. knows? I just... You never know. You never know. You know what? As long as Riders Republic isn't delayed, because that, that game looks dope. It does. Um, I think that also comes out in February, so maybe it was a blessing that Far Cry was delayed. Exactly. Anyway. Um, so, next piece. Oh, <laughs> More delays, except this one is good because it's the opposite of a delay. Uh, World of Warcraft Shadowlands, which was going to come out in September but was delayed, is now officially coming out November 23rd. Okay. That's okay. That's very good for people who love World of Warcraft, which is millions of people, Jonah. You should join them. No, I know. <laughs> anyway. That was the first global game. Yeah. Anyway. Um, oh, here's some cool news. Um, so... Spider-Man Miles Morales is coming out soon. It's coming out the day the PlayStation 5 releases. And much like Spider-Man before it, it will have unlockable costumes for you to wear other than the default one. One of which, which was just announced, is the costume from the Into the Spider-Verse animated movie. But here's the twist. When you put on this costume, it actually lowers the frames on his movement so it looks like the movie animation style. And you can enable this effect on other costumes if you want it. Ooh, that's pretty cool, actually. Um, it's amazing. Kind of reminds me of the Mario 64 uh, in Mario Odyssey. but I thought, It's incredible. I, I think you, it, it's a good If you idea. haven't seen the video, because they released the video when they announced this, it's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. I think it's 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 cool. One, one good thing for, uh, for Sony. Good job. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I appreciate the fact that you can put that effect on other costumes if you want it. No, like I if you want the effect with a different co- I appreciate that because they could have just had it. No, it's only on this costume. If you want to move around like the in a Spider Verse movie, you it have does, to wear this it, costume. It does make it less special, but that's just yeah. personal opinion. Well, I appreciate it because sometimes you're like sometimes it's like oh I really like that effect, but there's a cooler costume that I like more aesthetically. Well, now you don't have to choose. Yeah, yeah, which is good. I appreciate that. Yeah. Anyway, in the biggest news of the week, there was a Nintendo Direct. Um, yeah, it, with with uh, quite quite a bit quite a bit to show off actually. Um, so let's get into it. Uh, first of all, Hyrule Warriors: Age of Calamity demo is available right now for you to everybody to go download. The full game comes out November twentieth, but if you're unsure, you go play the demo. It's a pretty big demo. Um, actually, there's a lot to do in it if you're on the fence, and uh, pretty, it's pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, I, I think it looks pretty cool. I don't know if I'm gonna get it. Um, if they had a Game well, Pass type system, I'd probably play you, you it. You should, you should, you should play the demo to see if you might want it. That's a good idea. That's, that's yeah, a very good idea. Yeah. Um, other things announced at the Nintendo Direct Mini. Partner Direct Mini, um, Bravely Default 2 
which was supposed to come out this year. Um, it will be releasing February 26th, 2021. Instead, this is a sequel to the hit JRPG Bravely Default, which originally came out on the 3DS. Ooh. Yes, this is beloved by fans. And, uh, did, did you play it? I did not play it because this came out before I had a 3DS, but um, I might get this one. Okay, it's from Square Enix, so, okay. Yeah. yeah. Here's some huge news, okay? Control Ultimate Edition is available right now on Switch. And I know what you're thinking. Well, how the hell can the Switch run a game like Control? The PS4, the PS4 and uh, Xbox One can barely run it. I'll tell you how. Through the cloud, that's how. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Now, in Japan, Nintendo has already done this with, like, Resident Evil 7 which was on the Switch through the cloud, but now it's officially here in the West. So it's available right now <laughs> on, on the Switch. You go into the eShop, type in Control Ultimate Edition, and you can download a free trial. I think you can play for like an hour or whatever. You can't actually purchase the game until you've played for at least five minutes, minutes which I think is smart because it lets people see if they can actually have the internet connection to run it through the cloud well. Mm-hmm. before they spend their money. So I think that's smart, but this is excellent. Those Japanese coming up with better things than us. Yeah, and Hitman 3 will also be on Switch through the cloud as well. Is it, That's how when, they're uh, working around this, uh, this yeah. bigger ver- bigger games can't kind of be contained by the Switch's yeah. lack of... Yeah. Uh, a, a pro version. Yeah. Switch Pro. Although I imagine the Switch Pro still probably wouldn't be able to play something like control or hitman 3 but uh just that they're doing stuff like with the cloud is cool um probably couldn't use it portably as much doesn't mean you have to have an online pass um i i don't know i downloaded it and i was playing the free trial just fine and i don't have switch online okay so i think that answers i I doubt I doubt you need it because you just buy the game, right? It's not like Game Pass where like you subscribe into it and you get XCloud. It's like you buy the game, and like like you buy it, right? I guess you buy like however much the game costs. I think it's like forty dollars, and then it just plays through the cloud. So it's like a one-time purchase thing. So you don't need. I I don't think you need to be subbed. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Um. Okay. Next. Uh, oh, they showed off some. Uh, some No More Heroes 3, which is coming out in 2021. And, and, to get you ready for it, get this, No More Heroes 1 and 2 have been ported to the Switch, available right now. And for like the next month, they're on sale too, so they're only like 20 bucks. These are excellent games if you haven't played them. They're hilarious. Are you, uh, this comes out in 2021? Yes. Okay. I'm excited. What's uh what's it about? Just to uh, cause I these games I like I net like got I don't even touch I barely I have like five games in total I've bought for the Switch. That's sad. <laughs> uh, well, no, well, no more Heroes One and Two were originally like Wii games. Okay. Um, you play as um, plays Travis Touchdown. He is an assassin with a, um, with like a light, with like a, like a laser uh, katana. And, um, and this game is crazy. It's, it's hilarious. Um, it's, on the Switch you can play it 
with most controls like the Wii or just with the regular controller. But like I'll give you a, if you just want to know like what type of humor this game has, like to recharge your like sword, you have to like jerk off the Wiimote and then he jerks off the sword. That's how he charges it. Up. <laughs> They're gonna say you have to stick it up his ass. No, but like that's the type of humor this game has. It's 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 hysterical. Okay. And it's an excellent action game as well. Is it long? You gotta you, you gotta kill a bunch of other assassins. Um, okay. What else great. did they uh, show off at this wonderful wonderful event? They showed off a new trailer for Immortals: Phoenix Rising, still oh. on track to release. I uh, I'm very excited for this game. I'm not gonna get it for I, the Switch. Um, I don't know what I'm gonna get it for because I feel like this type of game like isn't like I don't know how much this game's gonna really take advantage of like next gen technology because it's like a cartoony art style. Right? Oh, I, I know. I, might I just get it on Switch. I just a lot of like most of my games I'd want to just play on the Xbox, so I just have it one area. But yeah, but you can play this on the toilet. No, I know, but I only have this a is Switch the type. Light, so. This is oh, that's true. That's true. I forgot about that. You can't. You can't. You don't have the choice. Mm-hmm. I That's have to play it on the toilet. Yeah, you have to play it on the toilet. <laughs> you could. You could only. You can. If you have the Switch Lite, you're only allowed to play it while taking shits. Exactly. So. Um. Yeah. That's a shame. I don't know. I. I'm on the fence as to whether or not to get it on Switch, or Xbox, or PlayStation. I you just know, hope probably, all these games are like a bajillion fucking gigabytes because goddamn they don't oh allow, they will be they don't allow any like dude they, oh they will be they will be you this gonna... this this is the era of um deleting tra- uninstalling transfer, games tra- well no you don't actually have to uninstall them you can tra- transfer them to uh like an external hard drive and then when you want to play them transfer them back to your ssd which is much quicker than uninstalling and reinstalling i mean if which i be- I appreciate that. If I like 100% a game, there's no point to go back to it unless you just want to fuck around. So that's... I doubt, I doubt there'd be like, yeah, there's a lot more games I want to get for um, for my Series X, which I officially paid for today. I got... I, I'm very excited about it. It's it's officially coming, Matt. Um, you officially paid for it today? Yeah. I got the, uh, the bill. Nice. Um, but yes, I'm just, I, I, I'm excited for Phoenix, uh, uh, what is it called? Uh, Immortals Phoenix Rising. That shit looks fucking great. Breath of the Wild meets, uh, Greek gods, you know? Yeah. Looks fucking awesome. Hopefully it's as good as it looks. Anything like Breath of the Wild, I'll be happy. Well, it is like Breath of the Wild. Like Breath of the Wild meets like Assassin's Creed, I think. Okay. That's so, what people said. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. Any... Right. Yes, more more stuff was shown off. Oh shit! Big old event I, that I somehow I didn't hear about. Well, yeah, you're you're out of the loop, man. You gotta <laughs> you gotta get off those drugs. I know. <laughs> anyway, uh, next thing they showed off was a Story of Seasons: Pioneers of Olive Town, which is coming out. March 23rd, 2021. Um, Story of Seasons, if you don't know, is the new name of the Harvest Moon games, which you're probably thinking, well, well hang on, but they still make Harvest Moon games. Those are different. I know, it's confusing. But uh, 
these story of seasons is the real harvest moon games and the new harvest moon games are not harvest moon games they're copies because of publishing snafus and and stuff whole big thing but if you like harvest moon this is the new one is this like farm simulator you never heard of harvest moon no (laughs) what's wrong with you man siri's been around for 20 years is this this farm simulator better it's 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 yeah it's farming but it's like it's it's um it's fast and it's cartoony okay no, I, I completely see the appeal to it. I'm not being sarcastic whatsoever. I'm, I'm dead serious. Because I know there's been a lot of farming games, obvious, like a lot. And even... Farming I've, Simulator 2017, game of the year. Exactly. No. <laughs> there's been a lot of games and uh, with farming, and I, I, I know that farming is... It's fun to do. You know, fishing, farming, all that shit. Fun to do, so I can see the... The reasoning for making another one of these. Yeah. Um, but yes, this is Harvest Moon by another name because I don't want to get into it. You can look it up. People. <laughs> this isn't what this. That's not what this podcast is about. Anyway, next up is a game called Part Time UFO. is available now on Switch. This is from the developers of Kirby. You play as a little UFO who does part time jobs. <laughs> Just a part time UFO. <laughs> Yeah, sounds cute. I believe I believe you can play it in co-op as well. So anyway, uh, next up, Tropico Six coming to Switch this November sixth. When was Tropico Six originally released? I don't remember. Because I feel like they're on Tropical. Uh, oh, it's, it's 2019. Okay. Um, then a game called Surviving the Aftermath is coming out in 2021. This looked like a post-apocalyptic civilization-style game. Um, so if you're into that and are sick of civilization for some reason, give this a go. Or you just like the apocalypse, you know? Yeah. I mean, step outside, right? <laughs> uh, oh, here here we go. This one's really going to get your, uh, your giblets all excited. I think I know which one uh, you're, uh, you're uh, Bakugan, Champions of Astoria, is coming out November 3rd. Remember Bakugan? I do. I never actually ha- had a single one, but I remember being very satisfied when they opened up, when they interacted with some sort of magnet, or whatever they did to open How did they open up? Is that what? Bakugan? What? Weren't they already? Isn't Bakugan the one? Isn't Bakugan the one, the little toys where you put a marble in it and shoot them at each other? Or is that something else? I thought Bakugan was like their balls, and they roll up into like these kind of monster things. Is it Bakugan Battle Brawlers? I'm I'm gonna boopity boop it right now. I don't know. I always thought the Bakugan was those balls that rolled in, like the. Ah, uh, they are the balls. What the hell am I thinking of? Um, Beyblade. Beyblade? No, no. Beyblades were the spinning discs of death. There was this <laughs> other one. There was this other one. There were these little like creatures, and you would put a little marble ball in their like stomach, and then sh- it would. You have to shoot it out at the other person and their and their toy. What the hell was that called? I don't even remember that. I I, I don't think I, I remember, was allowed to have that if that was out. <laughs> I remember playing with those, you know, at recess outside. I don't. I, I don't. I got a. I gotta boopity boop that now, which is gonna take up more time out of our hot takes. Well, uh, next one is uh, 
Grifflands Nintendo Switch Edition. Uh, oh, how how do you know that? Because uh, I'm looking at a list, Matt. Because I'm, oh. I'm I'm prepared, you know. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no, that's good. You talk about this yourself without me while I boopity boop what this fucking marble thing is. Now, sharp negotiating skills are a must when playing Grifflands, a deck building roguelike game. Every decision matters in each playthrough. Uh, Beat him on! Jesus, you scared the fucking shit out of me. Good, it's Halloween. How, what is it? Beat him on. Beat him on. Beat him on. Beat him on. It's B dash Daman. D A M A N. Beat him on. That's what I played with as a kid. Beat him on and Beyblades. Th- that was my jam. Occasionally some Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh, shit. These things are fucking terrifying. Okay, what else? Uh, card ga- Another card game that is probably shit. Um, well, don't say that. But if you enjoy card games uh, more than any, you know. I love how you do enjoy card games and you're the one calling it shit when it should be me calling know, it shit because I'm the I one that do doesn't enjoy- like these. Anyway. I, I mean... That's the Nintendo Direct. I think it's a card game roguelite. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that, that about wraps up hot takes. Oh, I just want to mention um, massive shout out to Xbox for uh, embracing the memes and their community. Um, oh yeah, they they actually made a giant fridge. Now it looks so good. I wonder if there's actually there's obviously a prototype for it. Snoop Dogg has one. Does he? <laughs> yeah. Now, all we need is a PlayStation router, and we'd be good to go. Have you seen the PlayStation 5? Like, like people actually have it now, and, and like, the reports were no joke. It is ginormous. They, they were making fun of uh, Xbox being bi- looking big, or being Dude, big. Look, I, l- listen, I'm almost positive that in Mission Impossible 6, Tom Cruise is going to climb a PlayStation 5. That's how big it is. Compared to the – is it like two times the size of the Xbox, like Series X or something? I believe IGN stacked, like, a bunch of consoles together, like like a PlayStation, uh, an Xbox One, a different PlayStation, a GameCube, and, like, it's still shorter than the PS5 is vertically. Holy shit. Yeah. It is actually one and a quarter times. It looks like it's one and a quarter times the size of a Xbox Series X. If I were to put my thing on uh, on its side, which no one fucking does that. Um, but Jesus Christ, this thing is a fucking monster. Holy shit. What do you mean no one does that? What, no one? I feel like there's just vents on the side. To put to stack my the, my Xbox on its side, I think it like it's very uh, wobbly. I'd be afraid to knock it over if I my original Xbox that I'm using, like Xbox One that I'm using, if I'd be worried uh, to uh, knock it over. But I mean, the PlayStation Four is like really fucking small. Yeah. When you say on its side, are you talking vertically or horizontally? Vertically. Okay. That's, That's not on its side. On its side would be horizontally. Vertically is up. I have it horizontally. I'm talking about vertically. But horizontally is like the right way to do it. 
on its side would kind of be vertically. That's what I'm going at. Yeah, horizontally is when it's like down, you know, like a cable box. Yeah, this uh, Ver this thing vertically is, massive, is and I yeah, yeah, it's ginormous. Um, this, this is what we've learned, okay, people. The PlayStation Five is huge, and and Jonah needs to nail down his adjectives. <laughs> Listen, I didn't know. I still, if you asked me to the definition of an adjective, I'd have trouble saying telling you what it is. My God, who is your English teacher? <laughs> I don't know. I always were. Uh, that's besides the point. There's no. This okay. Let's let let's stop stalling. Let's. Are we stalling? I mean, we're talking about the PlayStation Five. No, I know. Which is which is on brand, and then we're roasting you, which is also on brand. Um, we're talking about adjectives, and that's no one came here for a grammar lesson. Well, to be fair, we're not talking about ju we're not just talking about adjectives. We're talking about how Jonah specifically can't use them properly. Okay. Which Listen. is a roast of Jonah, which is completely on brand. Oh, okay. Okay. Now, Matt, I want you... Uh, actually... Well, Listen, I'll tell you what. Before you, you finish that thought, before you tell me what you want me to do, I'm going to tell you what I want you to do. Okay, um, give me a sec. Let me go get a pen and paper. Okay, let's wait while Jonah gets a pen and paper. Okay, I got my pen and paper. You hear that? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I want you to write this down word for word. Okay. Okay? Yeah. Ready? Yep. Come. Yep. Hashtag. Yep. Prop up. Yep. On Thrive Fantasy this season! Exclamation point. Yep. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for player props, period. Yep. <laughs> they have eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you about the top-tier athletes in a respective sport, period. Yep. If NBA slash NFL choose 10 out of the 20 player prop options to build your lineup, period. If MLB slash PGA slash eSports choose five out of the ten player prop options to build your lineup, period. Yep. Each prop yep. has a fantasy point total associated yep. with the over or under based on its likelihood to occur, period. Oh, wow. Okay. The more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is! Exclamation point. Yep. <laughs> Thank you for the the. Uh, rack up, rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. Period. Although I feel that should be an exclamation point. Okay, I'll change it. Okay, yep. Okay. If PGA Thrive has new contests for each day of the tournaments. Yep. So don't sweat your golfers ruining your weekend by not making the cut. Period. Yeah, fuck those guys. Yep. Thrive has awarded over $1.3 million in prizes since launching in 2018! Exclamation point. Yep. Use our promo code CULTUREPOP when you sign up today, and you will receive an instant price match up to $50 when you deposit at least $20! Exclamation point. Sorry, I didn't get that. I need you uh, to repeat that. 
Use our promo code CULTUREPOP when you sign up today and you will receive an instant price match of up to $50 when you make your first deposit of at least $20. Okay. Exclamation point. Now, if you're confused by that statement, let me tell you what it means. It means that when you use our promo code CULTUREPOP, okay, when you sign up for Thrive Fantasy, then when you make your first deposit between the prices of $20 and $50, you're going to get that exact amount back in your account, which means if you deposit $30, boom, now you have $60. If you deposit $50, well, now you have $100. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good fucking deal, if you ask yeah. me. That's more money for more bets. Okay. Do you still have your pen and paper? you got to write yep. this down, too. Yep, yep. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store. Yep. Or by visiting their website, www.thrivefantasy.com. Yep. Sign up and hashtag prop up today, exclamation point. Okay, got it. Okay, wonderful. Now I want you to fax that to me. Uh, okay, I, I will. Okay. So, are you uh, are we ready to get into uh, top ten of our fa- our favorite? So if you listen, you can have your favorite games. There are some j- universally loved fucking games out there that people fucking enjoy. But yeah, there's some bad games that people enjoy anyway, despite the fact that they are known to be bad. I myself. I'm not ashamed to admit that there are games that are bad that I enjoy. Yeah. Hence why I play any sports game. Yeah. I I was playing a bad game today. I was playing a game called Zombieland Road Trip. <laughs> okay. It's a bad game by every measure. But guess what? I enjoyed it because it's a twin stick shooter. And if you put the worst game ever made in front of me, I will enjoy it if it's a twin stick shooter. That's okay. But... This is our top ten. If you yeah. wanna, if you wanna message us your top ten, we'd love to hear it. Yeah, you can you can message us your top ten games of this generation on Twitter at Fresh and at Jonah is Gracious and at the Hunter Bishop. Exactly. So Matt, yeah. I think I think because my ga- my games are uh, more dumbed down than yours are. Yours is you have you have a more broad pool. Yeah. I, I have a larger pool because Jonah did, Jonah doesn't have a PlayStation 4. I do. Um, so he, he, he only has a pool of, of like two consoles. Yeah. Right? I, I have a pool of three consoles. Yeah. Um, four if you count the Wii U, which we said we weren't going to do, but I looked it up after the fact, and apparently the Wii U is considered 8th gen, so you're wrong, Jonah. Well, uh, no, I was saying that if it was, you know, after 2014, that's my criteria, is that it had to come out after 2014. Well, according to the according to people who are much more qualified than us, it 8th Gen started with the Wii U. Okay, then. Apparently. Now, I don't have any Wii U games in my top 10, <laughs> but I do have some of my honorable mentions. Listen, I can just add something to my honorable mentions. Actually, um, screw it. Shh. I'm changing my number 10. Okay. Hang on. How, how how do you want to do this? Okay. Do we do honorable mentions before any of the top tens, or should we like watch Mojo it and do honorable mentions before number one? I thought we'd do watch Mojo it. That's that's okay. you know. 
Okay. They're, they're the top ten gurus, you know? Yeah, okay. So we'll watch Mojoit, but I want to put an asterisk next to that. We're doing the honorable mentions before, number one. That doesn't mean these were going to be number one. It means they were going to be, like, maybe if we did, like, a top 25 list, they would be on there. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, so okay. Uh, here's an impromptu switch at number 10. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tell you what number ten was. Um, Are you gonna tell us what the old number ten was in your honorable mentions? Um, maybe it could be. I'll have, I have a couple honorable mentions, so it, it will be one of those. I um, I think when you're doing your honorable mentions, you should specify which one used to be your number ten. I think you owe it to the listeners. Okay, I'll do that. Because uh, you convinced me. Yeah. Uh, you're very convincing, Matt. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm a master debater. Oh, trust me. I know. I've been there. Yeah. Yeah, I know. You were in the room watching me debate. <laughs> exactly. Helping you, actually. I master debate prepped you. Yeah, we were on the same <laughs> debate team, and we were both master debating together in a hu- huge room full of people. Um, although, um, because of the um, our, our latest uh, group session of master debating had to take place on Zoom because of the pandemic. So we were master debating on Zoom. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> now with my impromptu number 10 because you clarified this rule to me and didn't bother to mention it you know once you found it out i'm just saying um it will be mario kart 8 um, i love mario kart 8 i think it's the best in the series um not just because you can drive upside down but the course design they bring back some old courses some old fan favorites um i think they brought back the snes um, Rainbow Road, which in my opinion is the best Rainbow Road. Um, 64 Rainbow Road, I think, is the best. But to each their own. Yeah, that's okay. Um, it's just okay, very. It's, it's okay. It's okay. Let's. It's my top ten. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, keep going. Keep going. Um, you know, some of the some of the uh, some of the courses are fan. The new courses are fantastic, and it's just fun playing online. is is a fucking joy. Um, of course. It's the only. I think it's the only Nintendo Switch game now that their online is. It's worth it just to, like to play. If you could still play Mario Kart 8, it's worth it to have uh, online because it definitely uh, expand. It extends the life of of Mario Kart 8 than just doing all the shit, getting three stars on all every single cup, and unlocking all the characters. Um, it's obviously the most customizable carts. It's just a great time. I love Mario Kart. It's a great party game. It's a great game online. It's a great game on your own. It's a great game, and that's why. It's that's why it's. That's why it's only number ten. Hey, listen. No, I agree. It's a great game. I Mario Kart Eight, I think, is one of those. I call them desert island games. It's the type of game that if you're stuck on a desert island for the rest of your life, that's and, and can only have one game, that's a contender for the game you want to have on a desert island. That's a good... I've never thought of a game like that, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good... That's a that's a good statement. Right. Now, my number 10 is not a Desert Island game because there's no Wi-Fi on a Desert Island, so you can't play this. But I enjoy it all the same. And now, this might shock you. Oh, I'm... You me, specifically, let, Jonah. Listen, I need to uh, just... Uh, okay, I'm ready. My number 10 is Sea of Thieves. Holy shit, I forgot about Sea of Thieves, dude. (laughs) Okay. And listen, there's a lot that I dislike about this game. But for everything I dislike, 
this game has given me some of um, my fondest gaming memories of the entire generation. You get a group of your friends together to have a pirate adventure on the high seas and goof around. There's just there's nothing like it. And yes, it had problems at launch, problems that are fixed now. Um, and yes, it still has tons of problems. But you know what? Once you're once you're in that group, playing pirate goofing off, messing with people, or being friendly with people. There's just nothing like it. There's just nothing else like it. You know, it makes me sad just hearing you say that because it brings back it brings back very fond memories um, for me as well. Yeah. And, um, you know, our last experience was uh, just the nail in the coffin of why we stopped playing is because people have just gotten a lot better than us at combat. And well... To be fair, I wouldn't say better, just more annoying. More annoying. That's very true. And there's a couple of times in a row where uh, certain things happen where, you know, one where we were being chased for two hours, one where we're, you know, um, where we were in a storm and got, like, we're gathering up some loot and someone came out of nowhere and fucking attacked us. And we're like, it's just, it's just not worth it. All this effort for nothing, but can't take away from the memories that. And yeah. I, um, I'm happy that you, uh, it's on your list because, man, it's a great fucking game. It's, it's a great time. So, uh, moving on to number nine. Now, this game I waited seven years for. And um, if you were to ask me if... I know uh, what this is going to be. If you were to ask me, um, hey, Jonah... This is going to be your number nine on your best generation list. I'd be like, fucking underworking that shit. Um, and maybe it will be you'll it will be a name that you'll hear next week as well, because uh, that is Borderlands Three. It comes. From... Oh. oh, I didn't see that coming. I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna say Garfield Cart. <laughs> <laughs> oh really? Yeah, because I know you've been waiting for that one for 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 at least six years. It was six years, not seven. Uh, okay. I, my, my bad. My bad. <laughs> Borderlands 3 I waited seven years for, because Borderlands 2 is arguably my favorite game of all time. Um, and I couldn't be more excited for it. I, of course, there's a lot to live up to. Handsome Jack is one of the greatest villains in video game history, in my opinion. Um, and, you know, I had nothing wrong with these, these villains, and I had such a fun time playing through it my first time um and i had fun playing with with, you know with matt and some other people but there was just some some things that couldn't push it above to what into the strat my stratospheric level as borderlands 2 um but that doesn't stop me from how much i enjoyed um it was the gunplay unbelievable the variety of guns unbelievable um the first three DLCs, I haven't played the fourth one because I didn't hear it's that good. Um, classic DLCs uh, that people don't get to experience nowadays because people, because most game companies don't release classic DLCs. Um, I enjoyed it as much as I could. And maybe I'll go back to it in the future like I did with Borderlands 2, but it just, there's no, the only problem I have with it is that there's no replayability value. Um, there's no reason 
to push for that end game. There's no reason to play that second playthrough on the same character. Once you're that max level, that's it. You've unlocked everything you can do. There's end game activities that they they've unlocked, but they fuck they somehow fuck it up. They it's that gearbox polish that me and Matt like to talk about. Yeah. But I love the game. It is number nine um, for a reason. Borderlands will always be forever in my heart, and uh, it, it it didn't disappoint me as it as it did a lot of other people. I'm just uh, happy that we have a Borderlands three, and hopefully in the future we can get a Borderlands four that is just as good as Borderlands two. That's a good pick. Um, I, I think I think it deserves to be on on that list just for the just for the campaigns. Forget about yeah. replayability. It's still great. That's a good pick. Okay. My number nine, okay, bit of an unconventional one. You're thinking, oh, top ten, top ten best games generation. It's gonna be a bunch of, uh, bunch of the same old, same old AAA games. Well, guess what? For the most part, you're probably absolutely right. It, me too. But, me too. <laughs> but, but for number nine, you're wrong. Because my number nine is Ori and the Blind Forest. I never played this, but I heard great things. Oh, Jonah, you have to play this when you're done playing The Witcher 3 on Game Pass because you haven't played The Witcher 3 until now. You sad, sad man. But um, <laughs> no, everybody, everybody should play this. It's, it's. If you have a Switch, you can play this. It's on the Switch now, along with its sequel. Um, and um, it's on Xbox, PC, and Switch. Um, so if you have any of those, you should absolutely play this. Um, it's on Game Pass. So if you have an Xbox or PC, absolutely play this. If you only have a Switch, go buy this. Even if you have Game Pass, still buy this. This is an amazing game. This is a, a side-scrolling um, Metroidvania-style platformer where you play as as Ori, a little uh, a little a little magical light being in the forest, and um, it's just wonderful. The, everything about this game is is outstanding. The, the art style is is beautiful. The the soundtrack is beautiful. The story is beautiful, and the, the platforming is terrific. It's it's Difficult but fair. Um, you know, you, you gotta have those precise jumps, but um, it it does a, a cool thing where it, like you can make your own save points wherever you want. So if you think if you think oh this might be a difficult section, just save right there, and then if you die, you'll just go back to that point where you saved. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's great. It's it's you know it's accessible. Everybody can play it. It's not it's not like Dark Souls or it's not Crash Bandicoot Four. Where you're gonna be smashing your controller in frustration at some point at some points, but you know there are difficult moments. But like again, it's it's very fair, it's very accessible despite the the, the difficulty spikes. But th- this is just a beautiful game all around, um, and everybody should play it. I think everybody that that likes video games should play it. I uh, I I'm I mean I see that shit on a lot of lists um, of greatest games of this generation so i'm not surprised that it's on your list yeah um matt this next one at number eight for me is uh you know first time i played it was with you really yeah um it is really you know we i think at this point we, we were going through different games that we could play and we're like oh we'll play this and uh, we we're supposed to play other games but we didn't because we play this game for so fucking long um it is cuphead don't deal with oh that. Um, yes i think this game it's a running gun game in in sorts um only there's three types of levels there's these aerial levels where you're in some sort of biplane um there is 
the regular boss level, and then there's an actual running gun level where you have to get through, collect coins. Yes. Uh, it is. There's upgrades that you can get. There's. I mean, if you haven't played Cuphead, it is like Matt said with Ori um, in the Blind Forest. It is difficult, very difficult. Yeah. But it is it, fair. Cuphead so, is. Cuphead is way more difficult than Ori in the Blind Forest, but um, but every death is completely your fault. No, that's 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 the thing is that each boss is is completely unique, and there is quite a few of them. Um, and it's it you know I play this with Matt two players, which I find it to be harder two players. Um, I think it's it's to me it's harder, but it's also easier. So it yeah. kind of balances itself out. So it's basically the same. Um, then I came, went, came back and I was like, fuck it, I, I want to play it again uh, and get even, I want to beat the whole thing. That's what I said. Um, and every boss has different uh, mechanics. You have to, different uh, uh, animations you have to kind of get down. And there's like, if you be, if you can beat uh, a Cuphead boss the first time you play it, uh, you, you, you're a fucking, you should get a medal because that shit is hard as fuck and uh of course it took me a while to get through everything uh, but yeah how long did it take us to beat that fucking sunflower oh dude <laughs> every one of them every one of the fucking bosses are uh are a bunch of cunts but you know what it is so worth it when you finally beat it and you're like let's i, I can't remember it's like let's reward ourselves with this that's what me and matt were doing because you just yeah. feel so rewarded you're like you feel so good about yourself after you beat a boss because it is difficult. And you know, I just want to say I'm a little upset you haven't told people one of the best aspects of Cuphead. Uh, what's that? How it the whole game is like a 1930s cartoon. Oh yeah, yeah. It, the art style is incredible. It, yeah. This, it's like some vaud, like there's some like vaudevillain aspects to it. But this it, is if you've ever seen an old cartoon from like the 30s or 40s of like Felix the Cat or like Betty Boop or Popeye. Like it's like that, like the style is like that, the film grain is like that, the animation is like all hand drawn like that. Um, the, even the soundtrack, it's incredible. Now there's so like there's, there's nothing so else things. like it. There's, there's so many nothing things. else like it. I wish they like they could just make a Cuphead too, um, and be like, oh, here's just different bosses, and I'd be like, oh yeah, that's fucking great. I'm happy with that. Damn. I wish Cuphead was had online co-op so we could play it again. Yeah, I do too. It's only it's old fat. It is so old fashioned. There's only yeah. co-op like only couch, couch co-op. co-op. But I think it works best like that because you can't hit each other. Um, when when one another. Excellent fuck up. pick. Excellent pick. Appreciate it. Had to dig that one deep because. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's a great pick. That's not even a deep cut. That's a great pick. I appreciate it. Um, my, uh, my number eight, um, is a bit of a deep cut. It's a small, it's another small indie game that not a lot of people have probably heard of. So hopefully by me putting it on the list, it'll reach, <laughs> it'll reach a new audience. Um, cause it deserves it. It deserves a bigger audience. Um, because you know, this is just a mass masterful game. It's another platformer that I think deserves to be played by everybody. Um, it's called Mario Odyssey. Oh. Yeah. I'm not sure if you've heard of it. Oh, I have. Oh, really? Might even I'm hear su- about it a little bit later on. I'm surprised. Um, but yeah, small indie developers called Nintendo. Uh, I think they used to make playing cards. 
Now they're making video <laughs> games. Crazy. Crazy. What Who knows? Maybe I mean, one day, maybe one day they'll be a billion-dollar corporation. <laughs> if they keep making games like this Mario Odyssey, you know they'll be they'll be kings in this industry. <laughs> but no, Super Mario Odyssey is incredible. Um, who is there anybody that hasn't played this game? I don't think anybody who has because they they should be shot. Anybody who has video game knowledge of Mario has found a way to get their hands on on yeah, the Switch. This to play is. This. This is it's just an outstanding game. I mean, I don't really know how else to describe it. It's 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 one of the best Super Mario games ever made, which is quite the feat considering every new 3D Mario is the best Mario game ever made. No, I know. Um I think I think in hindsight it's maybe not as good as some of the previous ones, but it's definitely it's definitely top 5. Mario games, maybe even Nintendo games. It's so incredible. It is. It's just a perfect evolution of 3D Mario. It's so um, incredible. Yet yeah, only eight on. So that just shows how many good games are on your list. So. Yeah. Because uh, you'll hear, you might hear about this uh, a little bit later on. You know. Maybe. If if maybe my uh, publisher allows it. You don't have a publisher. No, I know. I don't know what I'm saying. Okay. Well, let's hear your number seven. Okay. You're going to... Um, I don't think a lot of people will agree with this. Okay. Um, now, when Pokemon Heart Gold and Soul Silver came out, the reason why that game is so good is because there's two regions to play. And it's just done really well. It's original 150-plus Pokemon and some other favorites. Um, plus there's two regions to, expl- uh, to explore twice as long. Um, and now with Crown Tundra coming out for Pokemon Sword and Shield, I think it's officially moved on. It's really, you know, put me in a, in a light where I'm like, damn, I really enjoyed Pokemon Sword and Shield. Um, not only Pokemon Sword and Shield plus the add-ons, and I know it's like 90 bucks instead of a regular like $60 game. Um, with the add-ons, but I think that it gets a lot of shit for just because it's it's a modern-day Pokemon and they've kind of redone with some things. But I think that I mean, you could say the story's not that great. Uh, oh, this Pokemon's not that. There's not that many Pokemon, but it's just a great game and it's great fun. And this the to have DLC um, to extend this kind of generation. Um, a little bit longer and to add on to what already is a good game just adds on to the fact that you know this is uh definitely one of the better pokemon games in my opinion that have come out and uh you're right not a lot of people will agree with this no i know i'm one of them i know i know um but that's this is that's why this is my opinion because i love pokemon one of my favorite franchises in i love pokemon too just not Sword and Shield. I'm just I'm just a fan of like the uh, Isle of Armor was okay, but Crown Tundra has really brought an aspect to this game where there's like I'm I've, I've played it for hours because of because I'm a shiny hunter. There's a shiny new shiny method that's also added a lot of joy to my thing and and sadness. But there's just they've just added some good stuff to this game. The eye 
has moved it up to my number seven. Um, I I appreciate that that you enjoy this game enough to make it number seven on your list of ten, which coincidentally is what I would give it out of ten, a seven. Hey Matt, I can't. You can't like every one of my games, okay? You won't like the next one either. Oh well, well now now um, now you've uh, you had my curiosity, but now you have my interest. Okay, but you got to say the, your number seven. That's too. the exact quote from from Django, by the way. You had my curiosity, but now you have my interest. It's a great line. That's that's exactly what he says, word for word. It's a great line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, spoken by Christoph Waltz. Was as it? As we all know. Yes, as Hans Landa in Django Unchained. I thought that was uh, Leonardo DiCaprio said that. No, Leonardo DiCaprio played Rick Dalton in Inglorious Bastards. You're so confused, Jonah. God, you're fucking with my brain, dude. Anyway, my number seven is uh, The Witcher 3. Now, said. That... <laughs> the Witcher 3. It's The Witcher 3. I don't have to say anything about it. It's The Witcher 3. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Pretty good game. It's an amazing game. What does it say about what does it say about the quality of games we've gotten that it's only my seventh favorite? Maybe you're just a fucking prick. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not I'm not a prick, actually, because my number seven is the Witcher and not Pokemon. Matt, Who's you, the real prick? Matt, I'll tell you who. Donald Trump. You can't you can't pick up my my top ten. We it's just my opinion. I didn't pick at your top ten. I called Donald Trump a prick because his number seven is Troll and I, which everybody hates. Listen, I I'm I I enjoy. I knew you were, it was going to be a controversial pick, and that's why I, I put it there. I appreciate that it's a controversial pick. I have nothing against it. Now uh, this next one, this is based like a lot of what I put into like my top ten. It's also based on how much, how many hours I put into a game, like how, like what okay. Maybe, so if I've... this one's gonna be Garfield Kart. Yeah. Um, what, what what's I, it actually? It's uh number six is Apex Legends. Ooh, fancy. No, I know. Um, never played this. Actually, I have played this. At at the time, I would I frowned upon. All battle royales. I fucking hated battle royales, especially Fortnite being so popular. Didn't understand it. Then a couple of my friends were like playing Apex Legends when it first came out, and, and they're like, um, "Gave into peer pressure." No, no. I'm very proud of you. One of my friends was is named Stevie. I've talked about him in the past, and he also had the same views as battle royales are fucking trash. And yeah, but Stevie was... hates everything. No, I know. But he was playing Apex Legends with a friend, another friend of mine. Um, and I was like, he said, oh, come join us. It's it's actually a really good uh, Battle Royale game. And I was like, a really good Battle Royale game? My fucking ass. And then eventually, a week later, I was like, I was like, fuck it. I'll give it a try. And I played the shit out of it because it was, it's just, it's very unique in the sense, but it's also very fun. And I haven't played it recently, uh, be- just because the lack of updates—not the lack of updates, but the lack of um, content, new content. Besides, like the- it's the same two maps uh, since season like three. Um, it's the they've added like one gun every season. Um, 
like I'll play it now and again, but when it, the first two seasons it came out, I couldn't put this shit down. And that's part of the reason it, I just, it reminded me of why I love like shooter games to begin with, because up to this point, I hadn't played a shooter game since black ops three. Um, and it reminded me why I love shooter games. So, uh, for that reason alone, it should be on the top 10 in my list. Um, number six it is. I'm sure if you've played it, some of you might like it, some of you might think it's trash. And that's okay. I appreciate your opinion, Failer. Yeah. Yeah. See, you said I would disagree with this, but I don't. Well, okay. I actually disagree with Pokemon more than I disagree with this. No, no, I, I, I know that. but Despite me disliking this game more than Pokemon. I think this is a better made game. Okay. So I agree with its inclusion more than I do of Pokemon. The only thing I hate about Apex is the fact that every time a skin comes out it costs like 25 fucking dollars. Which is outrageous. Yeah. Respawn EA. I don't know who's in fucking charge, but get your shit out of your fucking dick, dude. Fuck your Jew and us. I'm allowed to say that, by the way. Yeah, because we're... We're Jew haters, so we're allowed to say stuff against <laughs> Jews. No, we're Jewish, so we're allowed to say stuff like that. Um, no, it's good. And let's be honest, everybody has found a battle royale game they enjoy. Yes, Matt likes it's, Spellbreak. Yeah, Spellbreak is great. Um, some people like Tetris 99, which is also fantastic. Yeah. Some people like Fall Guys. Like, we've all found no everybody who said, "Oh, fuck Fortnite," you found yeah. a battle royale game that you like. Although, yeah, fuck Fortnite, but still. You, you can't deny it. You can't deny its impact. Anyway, my number six is a game called um, A Plague Tale Innocence. Now, this is this is not a, a big AAA game. You're like, oh, what the fuck is this game? I'm going to tell you about this game because I think you should play it. Why do I think you should play it? Well, it's my number six for a reason. This game's amazing. Okay. Um, have you heard of a game called uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Well, the guys who made that game before they made it, somehow um, they're amazing at making everything because they made an amazing flight sim. But before that, they made this amazing game, A Plague Tale Innocence, which is like a, a narrative stealth game. With um, First of all, this is like an indie game. This is like a double-A game. It's not a triple-A game, but this is one of the best-looking games I've ever seen. So that's talent right there, that they can make a game that looks just as good as something like The Last of Us with like one-third the budget um but this is an excellent game it's a stealth uh adventure game where um it takes place in like the 1600s in france during like the bubonic plague and uh you play as a a little uh french teenage girl who has to protect her brother from the inquisition who are trying to uh kidnap him because he has a mysterious illness that they want to use for nefarious means. And at the same time, you have to also um, um, navigate the, um, the hardships of the plague, which include thousands upon thousands of rats that will kill you instantly. So uh, you have to solve puzzles involving fire to get around them. You can use the rats to, to, to kill Inquisition people as well. The stealth is really good. The narrative, though, is why I love this game. It's an amazing, uh, amazing narrative. It's, it's very well told. It's very well acted. Um, great characters that you grow to love. Uh, it's just a great game. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a 15th century Goonies <laughs> with more uh, death. Listen, I love Goonies. Goonies was, is one of my favorite movies. So. Yeah. 
I'm saying this is a good thing. It's fantastic. It's terrific. And and yeah, I don't know how they did this with with like the budget of a of a smaller game. Like they have like thousands and thousands of rats on screen at once. It's terrifying. That's pretty cool. They will eat you to the bone. Is that uh I'm 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 surprised you I've never heard you talk about this game. I think I talked about it when I first played it. Maybe. However. I think well, it was one of my pointless recommendations once. Was it? I believe so. I th- one of the, I think this was one of the first pointless recommendations. Maybe. And you told me you couldn't play it because you had like some allergy to French women. Oh man. Something like that. <laughs> You might be right. Now yeah. it's starting to come back to me. Yeah. Now, anyway. uh, moving into the top five games yeah. for uh, yeah, for me, uh, only one game. I matched been like, no, nah, that shouldn't be on your list. Which I think is a success. I didn't so, say I didn't say I don't think that should be on your list. I just said I don't like that game, and I don't think it should be on any top ten list. Um. Now, number five is none other than Destiny 2. Um, after uh, Destiny 1, I finished, I stopped playing it after the Crota Raid, which is pretty early on in, in his life, um, because I said the lack of fucking content is trash, and I can't play this piece of shit. And, but somehow I said, you know what, let me get uh, Destiny 2. And I'm glad I did. And there is still a lack of content. Don't get me wrong. Is but there? There was so much content they had to get rid of stuff. Now there is. Um, but I have, you know, it's one of those games where I f- first played it, I just, I couldn't stop playing it, right? Um, it, it's... It, it's a lot of fun to play with friends. I think it's better to play with friends than it is yourself. Um, I've met so many people playing Destiny 2 and the original Destiny, but mostly Destiny 2 um, through raids and shit. Uh, so I stopped playing Destiny probably like a couple months after it came out. I said, oh, it's just Destiny 1 all over again. And then Forsaken came out two years ago and I started, I got back into it. Uh, it was a whole load of fun again because they added so much shit. And then a couple months after that, I stopped playing it, played a little bit during the summer. Then uh, Shadowkeep came out that October. A lot of content came out then, played it for another month or two. And it's again, I've started to play it, start playing it some more now because in a, in a week or so, when the new consoles come out, Beyond Light's coming out. And it's just one of those games where it, it you leave for a while and yeah you've missed a bunch of shit but you can get back into it and it, it, there's always going to be content that they're adding and now you got to finish up your shit because there's four planets leaving and there's uh so uh, go finish up your quests collect quests um because beyond light looks fucking sick and i'm very excited for it um destiny 2 is i've spent a lot of hours in it it's it's near and dear to my heart um, and, you know, I, I love the game. I hope uh, Matt plays Beyond Light with me, you know? 
because guess what, Matt? It's free for uh, Games Pass, and Cyberpunk uh, 2077 was actually delayed, so that opens up a slot. Well, yeah, but like, if Cyberpunk came out, I wouldn't just be playing Cyberpunk. I still have like 10 other games to play that week. Oh, I know. I'm still sad. got a, still got Assassin's Creed. I still got Gears Tactics. I still got Yakuza. I still got Spider Man. I still got Bug Snacks. I still got <laughs> uh, Sackboy. I still got Hyrule Warriors. God, that's a lot of games. I I I'd be so overwhelmed if I had that many games. But that's besides the point. Um, because I wouldn't know what to play. Yeah. Um, so I I I I don't have time to um. I don't think I had time to play Destiny. It just uh, that's just a testament to why it's number five on the list is because I do have time to play Destiny. Yeah, and you do. It's it's okay. I don't have time anyway because they only allow three players in most stuff. So you already right. have two other players. You don't need me. Who? Right. See, in any other game where it would be four players, you'd be like, oh, well, we don't have Matt because he's busy playing other stuff. We're one man down. No, you you still have a full team. I guess I think. Uh, hopefully, we'll have a full team like most people should, because it is fun to set out a full team. But um, yeah, I just love the game. You know. That's my biggest problem with Destiny is it's like three instead of four. That's so odd. No, I know. It's such an odd thing for because like you know a battle royale game we're in a squad. Okay, that's three, right? But this is a PVE game. I've most PVE games are like two to four. So it's like, okay, we got we got our group of four. Okay, well, <laughs> we'll do the strike, and you just go fuck around. Yeah, yeah, that's basically. Or like, you know, two people do this and two people do that when you have four. It, it's pretty. That's pretty stupid, and uh, I don't know why, but yeah. Know. Oh, we all want to go explore Mars. Great. Okay, so us three will explore Mars together, and you can go explore Mars by yourself, you fucking loser. <laughs> anyway, no, um, my number five um, is um, Ghost of Tsushima. Ooh, wow. Yeah, this game is incredible. This game um, is outstanding. Um, you play as Jin Sakai, the last surviving samurai. Um, on the island of Tsushima when the Mongols invade and kill all of the samurai, well, most of the samurai because um, they do not fight with honor and the samurai do. Am I allowed so, to say it, Matt? Say what? Uh, goddamn... Uh... Goddamn Mongolians! Okay. <laughs> yeah. You could say it. Um, yeah, this game's incredible. The whole game, um, you, you can play it stealthily, which um, affects you because narratively... Jin is a samurai, and samurais do not kill stealthily. It is dishonorable. And so you're, but um, he's now, you know, he, you know, he's got to get rid of the Mongols all by himself. He's got to be stealthy. He's got to poison them. He's got to be dishonorable, you know. And that uh, that puts him in the conflict with the other samurai and his own morals. But it's incredible. And uh, if you're not going to do stealthy, if you want to be fully honorable, or as much as you can, then you get in a combat, which is incredible. Okay, first of all, it has this system where you can approach an enemy and, like, duel them, right? So it's like a, like a Western showdown, 
but instead of like pistols, right? It's your swords, and you know you push it at the right time, and boom, you can just boom take out like five dudes in like two, three swipes. It's the most badass thing I think I've ever done in a video game. Um, and that's not even the, that's not even like getting into the actual combat. The actual combat is just incredible. It's fluid. It's it's fun. It's 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 not too difficult, right? But it's not too easy. It's like the perfect balance. Um, the story is fantastic, and this, I, I'm not the biggest fan of open world games, like, I, I, I like a good old open world RPG as much as the next person, but I find, like, other games, like, when they're open world, it's like, okay, well, here's stuff that you don't want to do that we're going to force you to do. Um, this game is one of the best examples I've ever seen of open world game design, where it's like, okay, every single activity on the map, if you don't want to do it, you don't have to do it. You can just do the story. If you want to do this other stuff, you can, and you'll be rewarded because all these other activities connect to the story, so you're still rewarded that way. But if you don't do them, like you don't lose anything. You'll just gain some extra story, and you'll, you know, gain some some outfits or whatever. But like you don't have to do anything, right? It's all completely. It's like it's the best type of open world game design was okay explore the world if you want to do this side stuff if you want to you'll be rewarded if you do it but it's not anything that oh you have to do it because you need these rewards to like no you don't need to do any of it if you don't if you just want to go from main quest to main quest to main quest you can i mean you're not going to want to do that because the world is so beautiful and the gameplay is so fun you're going to want to clear that map but if you really don't want to clear that map you're not forced to it's not like something like like another Sony exclusive I played, Days Gone, which was I didn't really enjoy because it was also an open world, but it was like, okay, well, here's all the main stuff that you want to do, but you have to do all this other stuff because you have to level yourself up, and then, oh, your motorcycle's going to run out of gas, so you have to go explore to find more gas. It's like, no, man, I don't want to fucking do that. This game's not like that at all. This game's like, hey, if you don't want to do it, you don't got to do it, but... We're going to make it as appealing as possible to make you want to do it, but if we still can't, we're not going to force you. It's it's outstanding. And it's the best photo mode I've ever seen in a game. I, I've seen some of the photos. They're pretty fucking remarkable. Yeah. Incredible game. If you have a PlayStation, you have to play Ghost of Tsushima. It's, it's game of the year, in my opinion. Oh, that's a, that's a bold statement. Yeah. Well, that or Hades, Hades, but I'm leaning more towards Ghost because I think it has more of a chance. Okay. Well, that moves me on to my number four. Yeah. And uh, that is none other than Tales from the Borderlands, Matt. Ooh. Um, this took me a while to... Uh, to get to actually i played it like i the... I, re I remember this i remember you told me you had bought this and then it made me want to buy it and play it and then i bought it and played it and by the time i had beaten it you still hadn't played it yeah so like i i it came out in 2014 and i mean i was uh, i'm a massive like i said borderlands 2 is one of my favorite games of all time um and it took i i knew about it but I didn't start to be like, oh, I'm, you know, I really want to play this um, until 2019. 
when I the new game, Borderlands 3 was announced. And literally the week before Borderlands 3, um, I beat I played and beat the game. And the I don't I think Borderlands 1 is just there's no story. Borderlands 2 is a great story. Um, I hate Borderlands 1 so much. <laughs> no, I love Borderlands 1. It's um, but Borderlands 2 has a great story, and this is just, of course, every Telltale game is is such so rich in storytelling um, that I don't know why I was like put this off for fucking five years, uh, being such a fan of the Borderlands series, and I'm glad that I finally got to it because the the whole I mean first of all it introduced us to a couple of great characters and I was like and and some old returning favorites um, but it it was just such a it, it captured everything you know and love about the Borderlands series and put it into a, a coherent great story that yeah. is full of ups downs twists turns and you could it was like it was like watching a six, like a over six hour Borderlands movie, where you decide what happens, and I, it was like nothing brings me more joy than to be able to do that, um, because I love Borderlands, you know. It, it was just such a fun time. I love fucking playing that game. I'm glad I played it, and uh, damn, it was it was it was great. I'm glad I never uh, watched it or anything, because being spoiler-free, I was there were some great moments I got to experience that I hadn't felt in a game in a long time, you know? Okay. Well, now I, I feel much better on my decision not to burst into your house while you were playing it and shout out spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I was th- thinking about that. I was like, I'm going to drive all the way down. <laughs> I'm going to drive that. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that that 55-minute drive. And just fucking burst in when he least expects it and tell him all the spoilers. And I was like, nah. I appreciate you not doing that. Anyway, my number four is... Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Yeah. I don't I don't think you're ready for this. I don't think you're ready for... Is that a song? Yeah, it's like, I don't think you're ready for this yet. No? I don't know if that's a song, but it definitely sounds like something Michael Jackson would say before he invited the kids in. Maybe. Yeah. Because they weren't ready for the fun of Neverland Ranch. Oh my fucking God. No, he had a Ferris wheel in his backyard. Can't get ready. You can't get ready for that kind of fun and excitement. Oh, I know. Yeah. Nothing okay. else <laughs> happened at Neverland Ranch. <laughs> what's your uh, What's your number... Number three. Well, speaking of number boys. Four, sorry. Speaking of boys, my number four is God of War, the new one. Really, not the uh, the one released, not during this generation. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> it's God of War, the new one, not the one released on the PS2. It's 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 the current. My t- fourth favorite game of the eighth generation is not the God of War released in the sixth generation. Yeah, it's okay. the one just, released just in the eighth generation. Just clarify. Yeah, this 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 game's um this game's amazing. It's got the best story of not just the God of War series. One of the best stories I think you'll ever have in a video game. I knew um, I knew this would be on your list, by the way. Yeah, the combat is incredible. It's impactful. Um, 
his axe is amazing. His axe works like Thor's hammer, um, where you can throw it and have it come back to you. Um, outstand, one of the best looking games of this generation. Um, it's not a it's not a full open world, but it is it is open. Like you do, you can explore it and go off and do side things. Um, but again, like if you don't want to, you don't have to. You're not missing out. I mean, you're missing out on doing those things, but you're not missing out on like, oh, well, if I don't do it, I won't have this armor, which I'll need to get. Like, no, you don't have to do that. It, it helps. You don't have to, which, again, is great. Um, yeah, this game's just amazing. Um, everything about it is amazing. Um, one of the best... It is It is one of the best playthroughs of a game I have ever had. That's... I. I, I that's one of the games where I'm... I'm like, damn, I wish I had a PlayStation. <laughs> well, when you do eventually get a PlayStation, um, play this one. I don't want to say first, but put it up there. I, it definitely will be, because I, 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 I'm, I'm not, I haven't watched anything for, for it. Like, usually I'd watch, if I don't want to play a game, I, and I'm like, damn, that looks really good, i just watch it. Uh, someone else play it, but I'm like I have. There has to be a point in my life where I play this fucking game. Yeah, it's also great because it's it's the fourth God of War game. Well, the fourth main one, right? Like there were prequels and stuff too on the PSP. Like it's the fourth one narratively, chronologically. It's four. It takes place after three. Mm-hmm. But if you've never played the original trilogy, if you've never played any other God of War, this one still makes complete sense as a as a story. Because it. it like it like it still works it's not like oh well i don't understand what's going on i don't understand these people because i didn't play god of war one through three like no like it works if this was the first ever god of war game the story makes sense right everything that happened in one and three is just backstory right that if you've never played them it's alluded to and you get it but if you have played it you just get that little bit extra right but it it all works which is it's a it's a hard thing to do Especially in games where there's so much story in a series, mm-hmm. um, but it's it, it's it's all done extremely well. That's uh, I mean, I'm not I'm genuinely not surprised it's on your list, especially this high yeah. up. And um and um I also love it because the 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 film the film person in me loves the fact that the entire game is one take. Oh really? <laughs> the whole the whole game is one long take. Like the camera never cuts at all. Okay. From from gameplay to cutscene to gameplay, it never cuts. It's always behind Kratos, and then it moves around to where it needs to go. But like it never, there's not a single cut or edit. It's incredible. So I mean, 1917 stole the concept from God of War and did it worse because <laughs> it's not God of War. That's uh, I don't know. I think it happened before then, and it'll happen again. You know. No, it never. No, long look. Long takes have happened before, but not an entire thing, like the whole. You know. Before nineteen seventeen, there was never a movie that was all one big long take. No, I know. But God of War came first, so Sam Mendes. We know that secretly you play God of War. No, I know. I'm, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Okay, Matt, we're getting into top three territory. Yeah, let's hear this it. This is the creme de la 
Creme galique. Creme, creme fraiche. This is the creme fraiche of, uh, of our experience in the in the eighth gen. Okay, you ready for number three? Can I guess what it is? Yeah. Or do you want to reveal it? No, no, guess what you can guess what it is. Red Dead Redemption two. Incorrect. Okay. Close. Um it is FIFA nineteen. You're joking. <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> How's that close to Red Dead Redemption? Uh did you have a mini heart attack? I was about to walk off. Oh, really? I was, right. about to, I was about to throw my, my headset through the wall and just leave. If I had, like, a, a sports video game on here, um, it would be, like, a number 10 or 9. However, my action number 3 is GTA 5. Okay. Now, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That doesn't count. What do you mean it doesn't count? GTA 5 came out on the PS3. Are you... From what I... Let me... Uh... GTA 5 was originally released on the PS3 and the 360 at the in like 2013 or whatever. Then they ported it over. And then they're porting it over again next gen. It's the only Grand Theft Auto that's for three gen... For three generations, this is the only Grand Theft Auto we've had. Well, Matt, then um, I forfeit my number three. No, no, no. You have to pick a number three now. No, no, there's nothing. Tell us about, that... tell us about FIFA 19. No, no, it's okay. You pick number three. Thanks for ruining it. Me ruining it? You should have done your research. How did you not know this? I just always thought of it as a as a no. next-gen game because that's the most time I played on it. Was... Well, we had specific rules. That that ports do not count. Remakes count because they were remade. They were built from scratch for the new consoles. GTA Five was not built from scratch for the new consoles. It was ported over, touched up, and ported. It's the same game though. Okay. Um, then my number three is. Uh, um, I don't know. Wow, what a blunder. I know. I, I just, I, I didn't think... I can't believe this happened. After our, we had such a long discussion about Wii U games. I know. And then you go ahead and put a PS3 game on there. No, I know. I just, it's because most of my time I spent... Uh, I, I, there's no excuse. Okay, well tell us about FIFA 19 then. Um, I'm, I, I'll just, I'll just make number three, the Biden of Isaac rebirth, uh, because, Hey, that's a good man. an amazing game. Although when did that game come out? Biden of Isaac came out in 2011. Biden of Isaac rebirth came out in 2014, which is death technically a, a cheat. Cause it's just an add on. Um, but I'm too lazy to find anything that, you know, what uh, will count a Biden of Isaac rebirth as a different game. Okay. It's just an add on to a game that, is just a game that I've played for hours. There's, you know I, what? I, My number three will also be your number three. It's a shared number three, despite the fact that you've never played my number three. Okay. But 
it's your number three now too so now you have to go out and play it okay it's only fair um my number three is kind of a cheat because i it's not one game it's the whole series but i don't care because they're all equal in my opinion um my number three is called um many people will have heard of this it's a very popular game series it's called life is strange there's um there's three of these games there's life is strange and there's a prequel to the first one called life is strange before the storm and then there's a sequel called life is strange 2 which actually is not a continuation it's a separate story um and probably Life is Strange 3, if there is one, will also be a separate story. But these games are amazing. These games play... They're not they're not telltale, telltale games, but they play that way. You, It's you know, it's a narrative adventure game, very telltale-esque, but uh, the story is... Um, it's the story and characters, which make this my number three. These games are amazing. Um, these games are the closest I think I've ever come to, to a game being like watching like an HBO show or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I love these games. I love these characters. Um, millions of other people do as well. The people who other people who play these games. This large fan base, very dedicated fan base, which I'm proud to be a part of. These games are incredible. In the first game, you play as um, you play as this girl named Max, um, in this small small um Oregon town called Arcadia Bay and you have these time powers and um, you can like rewind time so like and you can do it in dialogue too so if you make one of your dialogue choices and you're like no I don't like that outcome well rewind time choose this other one see what happens right Uh, but that's all part of the story and you go on an adventure with uh, your best friend uh, Chloe Price um, who's an excellent character one of the greatest video game characters I've ever seen and uh, you try to solve a mystery of um, of the um, disappearance of uh, Chloe's uh, best friend. And then um, in the second one, you play as these two um, Hispanic brothers who go on the run because uh, the little brother um, has these telekinetic powers that uh, manifest themselves and um, accidentally uh, almost kill a kid, a white kid. So the cops, you know, they're after them. Because oh. they're they're Hispanic and everybody in the America is racist, so they have to get it. So it's a, a road trip across the border, and these are just amazing games. Just the narratives are amazing. It's amazing drama. It, they're amazing coming of age stories. Uh, you fall in love with the characters. Look, look, I, I am a grown man playing Life is Strange. I identified with two teen girls. <laughs> hey, listen, I identify with two teen girls all the time. Okay, it's just incredible. Like I've seen. I, I, I'm saying this right now, okay? In Life is Strange, the first one, okay? Max and Chloe are two of the best characters I've ever seen in anything. TV show, movie, book, or game. They're top ten of anything. And that's what propels these games. I love Telltale. If you love Telltale games and like that style of gameplay, you'll love these. Because it's that style of gameplay with, honestly... A much better story than any Telltale game, save for maybe Walking Dead Season 1. Hmm. Maybe even better than that, too. That's a good pick. Yeah, so if, if you love point-and-click adventure games, if you love Telltale games, play these, because they're absolutely incredible. I might just have to. Amazing soundtrack, too. I've discovered so much great music from these from these games as well. 
I might get on it, Matt. I think you should. Okay, Matt. Um, I have well, you to, have Matt. to you you have to play them now because they're your third favorite games of of this generation because we're That's sharing true. that you're sharing that pick. So you have to play them now. That's true. Yeah. What's oh, your number two? Matt, my number two is something that might uh it will be on your list too. Actually, it already was. It is Mario Odyssey. Ah. Now, Matt, in my opinion, Mario Odyssey is close to a perfect game and definitely a perfect Mario game. I think one, the one uh, quality of this game that stops it from being that perfect game is the fact that, um, well, those damn moons, Matt, there's too many of them. There's just too many of them. Not that I have a problem with that collecting a bunch of shit. Yeah. But at a certain point it becomes ridiculous. Um, no, I know. Like collecting a bunch of shit is, is, is fine. Um, you'll see what I mean by that. Like I there's like, collected there's a like bunch a, of shit. There's like a thousand moons. I think. No, I know. I think at 500, you're like, okay, we've given them enough. It's just the power stars in other games are very uh, mean a lot, right? And yeah. there's moons out the ass. That's the only problem I have with that. Other than that, I the way agree. that they innovated with uh, Cappy, uh, new mechanics, new uh, take on 3D Mario. It's just perfect. Every setting, uh, New Donk City, uh, the Jurassic area, even the starting area that is kind of like black and white. Um... Here's a question, since we've there's really not much more to say about Mario Odyssey because it was on my list too. Where do you think they can go after Cappy? Because I'm thinking a Cappy Flood crossover. That just seems like something like people be like, oh, that's fucking lazy. Here's the thing with me. Is it though? Is it though? Because, listen, we've already had Infinity War and Endgame. So what's next? Cappy and Flood team up. Here's the thing. Um, Nintendo never ceases to amaze me. Um, So whatever they come up with next is probably going to be, like, amazing. Yeah. (laughs) Obviously. Uh, The things that you can do with Cappy, you know, watching speedrun strats of, like, Mario Odyssey. Not that I do them or practice them. It's just... There, there's so much more to Cappy than just throwing a cap. If you, you know what the next one's going to be? It's definitely going to be uh, a gritty first-person shooter. That would be uh, a definite left turn. Uh, first-person shooting flame balls into Goombas where you hear them scream in excruciating pain as they burn to death. Or finding that ultra-realistic Mario 3D game <laughs> that yeah. everyone pretends is real. And that, it's gonna oh, be, look at this realistic engine. You know? It's it's going to be gritty, and it's going to be gray and brown colors, like it's the 7th gen. Realism, first-person shooter, war. That would be, be something. It's-a me, a Mario. I'm a fucker you up. War, war never changes. That'd anyway, be, uh, something. Yeah. You want to know what so, my number two is? Yeah, I would love to. Okay, I'm going to give you a hint. Ready? Ready? Yeah. Thwip. Thwip, thwip. Do you know what it is? The thwipping, Last of Us. Thwipping around. No, it's not The Last of Us. Indiana thwipping. Jones and The Last Crusade. No. 
don't be ridiculous. That's a movie, not a game. Um, Titanic. Thwip. Thwipity thwip. Can't believe you can't get this. It's such a good hint. It's Cut the Rope. The classic hit iPhone game. Matt, um... It's Spider-Man. My number two is Spider-Man. Oh, really? It's that yeah. far up. Yeah, it's number two. Um, I don't want to sound like a cliched IGN review, but man, this game really makes you feel like Spider-Man. <laughs> um, I, I wouldn't know, you know. <laughs> I wouldn't know. You will. Let's be real. At this point, it's inevitable that you're going to get a PlayStation. Yeah, I know, I know. Eventually. By the end of 2022, you will have a PlayStation. And you'll have played God of War and Spider-Man. Um, no, it's... it's, it's this is the best Spider-Man game probably ever made. Um, I guess until Spider-Man 2. But yeah, no, like this this game's incredible. Um, this it's it's the best swinging. I think I think it even beats out Spider-Man 2 for best swinging. Um, the combat is um, just outstanding. All the all the Spidey gadgets that you have are great um the villains are terrific the story is amazing i cried at the end um this Did this you, is, you cried at the end yeah i cried at the end so it takes a man to admit that um th- this is the listen if this was a movie this is the greatest spider-man movie ever you know what this is it's a game but it's the greatest spider-man movie ever made wow even better than uh number three yeah, even better than number three, even though number two is better than number three. But no, it's not a movie, so Spider-Man 2 is still the best Spider-Man movie. But like this is this is the best non-Spider-Man 2 piece of Spider-Man media ever ever created. I, I, I can't imagine after this, like there's been a lot of amazing Spider-Man games that I love and lots of people love, but like I can't imagine going back. I can't imagine going back to those after this. That's how good this one is. Is that even the other incredible Spider-Man games, I can't imagine playing again after this. That's how good this one is. No, I, uh, I can imagine. Uh, and I will imagine when I eventually do play it. Yeah. Anyway, that's my number two. So before we get on to our number ones, honorable mentions. Should we do both of our honorable mentions? Or your honorable mentions, then your number one? Then minor mentions, then minor one. We should have talked about this before the podcast instead of talking about it during the podcast. But you know what? This gives our listeners a little bit of, you know, backstage insight into how we don't uh, prepare anything. No, I know. Um... Because it's not our podcast and we're called in last minute. I think that, um... well... I think that my number, my honorable mentions is, um, well, I know that my honorable mentions, sorry, I blacked out there for a sec. My honorable mentions is Destiny, the original Destiny, which was going to be my number 10 before you classified, clarified. So you were going to put Destiny and Destiny 2 on your list? Yeah, I was uh, very lazy. That's a bit of a cheat considering, you know, I put Life is Strange as one entry. No, I know. Because I could have, I, I could have put all three of them just, just in the top five, but I was like, nah, that's that's, that's cheap. Um, no, I'm glad that uh, that I uh, 
I put it. I put Mario Kart 8 as number 10. I'm glad to. So, um, the other ones are Forza Horizon 3 and Forza Horizon 4. Good ones. Um, the ones that did not qualify, but possibly could have come on my top 10 was Assassin's Creed Origins and The Witcher 3. Origins could not qualify because you didn't play any of it? No, I did. Oh, did you? Yeah. How much? Like, a few hours. <laughs> really? I always, thought, I, I always thought you didn't play any of it. The way you've no. talked about it. No, I, I, I played it. Yeah. So what's, <laughs> what's your honorable mentions? I know you have a long list. Yes, I have a long list because I've, I've played a lot of games. My honorable mentions are uh, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. Ooh. Hades, which I think is a game of the year contender for this year. Mm-hmm. Mario Kart 8. Mario and Rabbids. That, that, I forgot about that, actually. Yeah, that game's so good. Uh, Rocket League. Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. Control, Doom, 2016, Gears 5, Wasteland 3, Assassin's Creed Black Flag, Blood and Truth, Crash Bandicoot 4, It's About Time, Infamous Second Son, Mafia Definitive Edition, and Mad Max. Mm. A game you know very well. Exactly. Because you've never played it, despite me gifting it to you on your 18th birthday. <laughs> was it your 18th birthday? No, I think uh, it was after that. It feels like your 18th birthday. It was so long ago, you still haven't played it. Well, it's about that time, Matt. Unless you secretly did play it, and it's going to be number one on your list. Oh my god. No, I know. Um, who knows? No, I know what number one on your list is. What's that? Garfield Cart. <laughs> what are you on about, bro? <laughs> Just admit it. Garfield Cart's your favorite game of 8th gen. Except um, on Mondays. Except on Mondays. You're right. Uh, what's your number one? Why? Why am I going first? It's your turn. That's how we've been alternating. No, I know. My number one, um, there's not been a game this, I don't think, I can't remember the last game I've ever played that uh, I, I just, I had to play it. Every, every day I woke up wanting to play this, and every day I went to sleep wanting to play this. The Unicorn and, Princess. Uh, and I, it's, it's none other, and I don't even know how it's not in your top ten. It's actually insulting. Um, I think it's insulting that Pokemon Sword and Shield is in your top ten. No, no, this is more insulting. I don't think um, it is. No, it is. Yeah, I don't think it is. And it's on your honorable mentions, but it's still insulting. Uh, I don't think it is. It is Breath of the Wild. Um, this is by far my favorite game of this generation. I've put countless hours into this game so much so that i 100 percent of this game um i know that's so because 
I was told that if you 100% this game, you get a different cutscene after you beat Ganon, Calamity Ganon. And I did that. And the last cutscene, I thought, you know, maybe Link was going to get some something, you know. Um, I can't even remember. It was such a long time ago. Like Link, never ago. Get, Link never gets any action. If you've ever seen the Zelda cartoon, you would know this. Um, however, like, from getting different parts of the dragon to perform, like, the rare set of armor, all three dragons, mind you not, going around to different areas, oh, dude, and this was my first Zelda game ever, so, um, it's just, oh, dude, I'm, uh, I, I, I just, I, maybe I'll even go back and I can actually, you know, poo while playing this now, so, yeah, because, um, I did have I did play it on the regular Switch on a TV. Um, Actually, I, you know what, you know what you can do while you're pooing is is um, you can play The Witcher because it's on Game Pass and XCloud. That's true. Yeah, so now you have no excuse to still be so far behind. <laughs> you can also watch The Witcher while you're pooing. Why are you still on episode two? I don't know. Anyway, talk more about Zelda. Well, um, some might say that the world is very big, and I agree it's very big, but it's so lively in all the characters. Every Everything you know about past Zelda games, there's shit that's from that Zelda game that makes sense in this Zelda game. Um, I love the big dungeons in this. I know some people didn't, but I love the giant like animals type things that are causing a muckus, a ruckus among us. Um, around the map and you know what i'm just it just you know it almost brings a tear to my eye how much i enjoyed this game because i thought that playing the first 10 hours of the witcher 3 this i was going to feel the same way and so far i don't which is a little disappointing because i was expecting it to be as good as breath of the wild um in my opinion it's just not that it's let me down it's just i i was holding hoping that it would give me those same feelings and it hasn't so far um but i'm probably like a like a 58th way through it because i'm slow um yeah you're very slow that's a shame however zelda breath of the wild every single moment of that game i enjoyed every uh one of those puzzles that i that i had to do all like I think I can't remember how there, many there were. Um, like after, even after the story, there's tons of shit to do, tons of things to to collect, and I did all that because I didn't want the game to be over. And even after, um, even after it was over, I like I I should have gone back and played the DLC, but I didn't because I'm stupid. You don't even own the DLC, do you? No, I own the first two DLCs. I don't know how many there are, but. So why would you not play them if you bought them? No, I played some of them. Um, I pl- I think I played the first two, but there was more to the second one that I didn't continue. And I feel like I think that was after other shit came out, and I was like, oh, I played I played so much of it, um, like hundreds of hours of it. I'm burnt out, and I could probably go back to it and, and probably like start again on like master difficulty or something, you know. And get my ass kicked because I'm fucking terrible at games. No, I'm just kidding. I'm a gaming god. I think you had it right the first time. No, no. 
No, 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 no. Yes, 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 yes. So, Matt, what's your number one, and why is it not Breath of the Wild? Um, I'll tell you why Breath of the Wild is only an honorable mention on my list, and it's two reasons. One, breakable weapons, and two, uh, the dungeons in the game uh, are terrible compared to past Zelda games. I think first one is is reasonable. Second one, jun- the dungeons are great. I think nope. that you're wrong. No, nope. the dungeons in Breath of the Wild are barely dungeons. Those fucking shrines are not dungeons. Um, I think everything about Breath of the Wild is perfect. It's a perfect game. Fuck you. Yeah, no. Um, some of the most disappointing dungeons in a Zelda game and breakable weapons. Kills it for me. That's why it just barely didn't make my top ten. Well, once you have the Master Sword, you don't need other weapons, so... <laughs> Even that fucking breaks. This is just a recharge time. That's still dumb. The Master Sword shouldn't need a recharge. It should work infinitely, forever. <laughs> I would I would forgive every other weapon in the game breaking if the Master Sword just was usable infinitely like it should be. But it still isn't. Which is ridiculous. It's like picking up Excalibur and then, you know, after using it for 20 minutes, please put me away. No, I know. I know. That's the only bad part about it. Anyway, my number one is Uncharted 4. I know. Yeah. Um, I I deduced. Uncharted is my favorite video game series of all time. And this is the final entry in the story of one Nathan Drake. Um, And um, this is the... This is everything that I love about Uncharted. This is everything that fans of Uncharted love about Uncharted, on a on a bigger scale, on a on a slightly um, more personal scale, and it's it is the absolute perfect ending um, for every single character throughout this series. Every all of the three main characters, Nate, Sully, Elena, all of them. Um, get the exact perfect ending that that they deserve, um, and that they need, and it's it's an incredible game. This this it's the second best Uncharted game. It's still not as good as Uncharted Two, but it's it's very extremely close. Um, this game also made me cry at the end because it's so bittersweet. It's such a perfect conclusion. It's very hard to get conclusions right, um, and this game does it perfectly, and um, it does it in the most uncharted way, because to get there, you, you have the comedy, you have Nolan North, you have the quips, you have the excellent dialogue, the amazing characters, the amazing character interactions, the huge, ginormous action movie set pieces. Um, it's just, it's an incredible experience. It's Uncharted 2 is the game that I played that made me realize, wow, these are movies. These are movies now. I'm, these aren't just a little thing that you play, you know, in your spare time. These are, these are interactive movies. And uh, Uncharted 4 is, is that, but, but bigger, um, and, and, and more dramatic. And it, it's just the, it's the perfect conclusion to, uh, a perfect a perfect series of, of of everything that video games can be and more. 
I uh, it's the I best. I that's another one. That's another one. God, there's gonna be a lot of games when I if I get a PlayStation XXXXXL. Yeah, I'll give you a list. Yeah, I know you will. <laughs> I'll give you a list of what to play and in what specific order. Okay. Obviously, Uncharted might be up there, Rika. But well, I, that's probably gonna be number one. No, obviously. I think the first, yeah, I, I'll give you a list once you get your PlayStation. I'll give you a list. These are the game. These are the PlayStation games you have to play first, and this is the order. And the order will be first: Uncharted one, two, Uncharted two, three, Uncharted three, four, Uncharted four, maybe even Uncharted Lost Legacy, which is a spinoff that doesn't feature Nathan Drake, but you should still play it. I know, I know. So that does it for our top ten. Yeah, um, what's your top ten? Yeah. Yeah. So Tell if, us. Uh, we weren't as goofy as our usual. It's a little bit more serious. We can't really be goofy about explaining a game, like why we like a game, because then it sounds like we're being fucking facetious. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Big words from a dumbass. Yeah. How astute of you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, so, where can they tell us, if they want to, oh, yeah. where to, where to send, uh, our, their list of top 10 games? Yeah, well, listen, we want to know what your top 10 favorite games of this gen are, um, so please tell us what they are, and you can do that by following us on the social medias, I am... Real M Fresh on Twitter and on Instagram. Um, Jonah is Jonah is gracious on Twitter and Instagram. And Hunter is the Hunter Bishop on Twitter and Instagram. So uh, yeah, if we'd love to know what your top ten favorite games of of the eighth generation was. Um, so yeah. Follow us on Twitter and then uh, type up your your top ten list and add us what it is. Just say hey at Real M Fresh at Jonas Gracious at the Hunter Bishop. This is my top ten favorite games of eighth gen. And we'll be like oh cool, those games are cool. Or maybe we'll never maybe it'll be a game we haven't heard of. And we're we'll like oh what's that game about? And maybe we'll get talking. Maybe you yeah. can get us to play a game that you that you really love and want other people to play. You know, or maybe you can say, "Here's my top ten, which is better than your top ten, because you guys are idiots." <laughs> and we'll say, "Hey, that's fair." Thank you. Yeah. We love you still. Yeah. Well, Matt. Oh, you, you know what? You can also, if you just want to personally tell us what your top ten favorite games are, and then personally tell us that we're idiots, you can do that with your voice. Because if you click the link at the bottom of the episode description, it'll take you a page where you can record a voice message for us that we will hear so you can say you can speak out loud well my top 10 favorite games are this and this and this and this which is better than your stupid list idiots and then we'll hear that and then you know that's even better than reading it mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah that's what i'm talking about that's what i'm talking about mimsy so that about does it. 
Yeah, that about wraps her up. I want to play all these games now. Yeah, I feel like I don't have breath. I don't have the time. I know. I have like fucking Witcher three, uh, Outer Worlds, what I which might have been on my top ten if I got around to it, because um, that's on Game Pass too. But until then, thanks so much for listening. We love you. Yeah, we, we love you. Hopefully consensually. Hopefully consensually. And yeah. if you don't love us back, thanks for listening anyways. Yeah, if you don't love us back, we're not going to love you because that's not consensual. So we respect and... we respect you enough to not love you if you don't yeah. love us. But if you do love us, then we're happy to love you back. It's a mutual loving going on. Mutually, where we're yeah. all agreeing to love each other. But if you don't want to love us, then we're not going to love you because... It, you know, if we don't both agree, if we don't all agree to love each other, and we don't want to love you, because then it's like, whoa. That's that's not consensual, bro. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. When where what are we gonna do? Be doing next week? Why do you remind the lovely people once again what we'll be doing next week, Matthew? Next week we're gonna we're gonna you know it's great to talk about things we love, but next week's gonna be fun because we're gonna get very negative and talk about things we hate. Yeah, it might be a little bit more passionate because... Yeah, because ne- next week will be our top 10 least favorite games of the 8th generation. And, um, yeah, we're going to be roasting some shit. Some some nope. shit you, you might get angry at, because I know at least on my list, there's some stuff that, that... There's at least one thing on mine that got fairly good reviews and is fairly well regarded amongst gamers that I'm just going to fucking tear into. God, Matt and I, uh, you know, we might get into a little bit of dispute, but guess what? You're allowed to get into a dispute with a friend because we're allowed to disagree and still be friends. What a world. What a world. Yeah. But until then, uh, we hope to see you next time. Your culture has been popped by Hunter Bishop. This has been a Rongo Productions podcast.